Hello, and welcome to Safe Space. End of transmission. Yes, my name is Vince Hunt, warden for this Mothership campaign. And as always, I'm joined by the wonderful, talented and brilliant players, Jim Banfield, Lizzie Boyle, Gavin Mitchell and PJ Montgomery. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. So predictable. 14 sessions of that. And we ain't done yet. Anyway, if you... Please don't kill us. Well, this isn't the session where you don't have to worry about anything. This session. That's what you always say. I know. Um, But if you lovely people watching this or listening to this, if you haven't watched or heard any of the first season of Safe Space, stop what you're doing now. Stop it. Uh, Don't stop watching this and go catch up. Don't 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 you've already confused me, PJ. (laughs) If you haven't watched Safe Space season one, go and catch up because we're going to be spoiling all kinds of things tonight. And this little wrap up show, we thought we'd do. um, Now that the first season is in the can, isn't that what they say? In the books. In the books. In the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's done. In the can. I would think it's probably a kind of old Hollywood thing where film went into cans. But in the can in America probably means something slightly different. Still on the toilet. There you go. Yeah. Now that we've flushed season one. (laughs) (laughs) No, we wiped it away. Yep. Yep. We got, we got, we did a complete season. Um, We didn't, to to begin with, we didn't even know it was going to go 14 episodes. You'll find out lots of things. In this session, because it was just a, it's almost like a post campaign wrap up in some kind of way, but the campaign isn't quite done yet. Um, anyone who plays tabletop games knows that sometimes discussing the game can be just as much fun as the game itself. Sometimes I know I've talked to all of these players about different games, and everyone just lights up when they talk about their own experiences when it comes to tabletop role playing games, and that's what you're going to hear tonight. Um, those shared experiences are just awesome. So we're gonna we're probably just gonna get carried away and start talking. I'm trying gonna try very very hard not to give away any secrets or behind the screen nonsense. I will reveal some details and let people know that I had no plans for <laughs> some things. <laughs> um, but we'll find all all that out um, later as we go on. Um, and it is a chance for us to look at, look back at what's happened so far, and the players can ask each other's each other questions as well. Because none of this was scripted, obviously. If you watch the show, you know it wasn't. Um, and the players have their own motivations and their own character arcs and things going on in the background. I'm certainly messaging in the individual players, saying, Are you, "You know, do you want to do this? Go this way, that way." But their compatriots don't know, so there'll be there'll be some interplayer questions, no doubt, as well. Even if it's just, "Why the fuck did you do that?" Um, so we'll probably have a bit of that. And, of course, they can ask me questions and see if they can get any kind of answer. Um, There are many cards that I and these players will keep close to our chest. Like like I say, there may be more of this to come, but you'll find out later on. But what a season it was. Look at at them all. They're They're all so relaxed now. All so chill after after the experience of this game. PJ looks like... <laughs> you're right, PJ. I feel like I've got to ask if you're doing okay, man. <laughs> that... <laughs> I'm 
You should have like heart rate monitors and blood pressure monitors yeah, on us yeah. just for the wrap up session because this is like just as tense now. It's like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? This is the problem. It's because I've got Vince on a little screen on my computer down there that I think he's going to try and kill me in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been conditioned for this now. <laughs> uh, I'll take that as a sign that I've obviously been doing the game in some way successfully. But the game itself, we had a crew of odd blue-collar workers on the edge of space. They took an overtime contract and ended up in a horrific situation. And running for their lives, they fought monsters, saved some people, and got stressed. Oh boy, (laughs) did they get stressed. Um, And before we get into the weeds of the story itself, I'm just going to kick us off from here and and say to the players, and we ask my players now, how did you find... Um, playing the mothership system as we ran it. Stressful. <laughs> but stre- you but- know what? On my little bit of paper, <laughs> I've written the word stressful also. <laughs> Not knowing that was a question, but thinking, what would I say if you asked that question? But, it's, um, but I think it's interesting because mothership... Oh, and stressful. <laughs> yeah, mothership is a system that, obviously, stress and panic is one of the main mechanics of it. You've got your skills and everything else that you're, that you're rolling to try and achieve those ends. Um, but those ends are made more difficult with the more stressful you are. Um, and when you have a stress mechanic, I guess it be- then becomes part of the game, doesn't it? As, as a player, I, I know we always laugh like, oh God, I'm so exhausted at the end of the sessions. <laughs> but like other tabletop games don't necessarily have a stress mechanic. I know there are lots that do as well, but... Was that a new mechanic that you've tried before? Is there anything anything else, any other sort of systems that you've had that have done it? Only my second proper go at any kind of like role-playing stuff. So, Which is astonishing, Jim, to be fair, because yeah. you've taken to it like so, a duck to water. For me, I don't know. I suppose it was... Because like, I, I, I'm kind of like getting used to the, the D&D mechanic. So... Like, I understand how that works. Mm. And there's quite a few, there's all kinds of layers to that game. I'm kind of still learning that. So going into this, it was just like another kind of like learning curve for me. Mm. Mm. I think there's a thing where in in other games, often it's like your dice roll is how you perform a task. You know, do you sing the song beautifully or Mm. you fall off the stage and into a bucket? That sort of stuff. (laughs) Whereas... The the mechanic, the stress mechanic here and the panic thing, it's dictating how you feel. Mm. And so you then the role playing is kind of dictated by that. So it's like, oh, I messed up. Hey ho, never, never mind. It's like, I messed up. Oh god, now I'm gonna uh, freak out. I'm reminding of our uh, like spiral, the mm. panic spiral, marine, pa- <laughs> marine panic spiral. Great album. <laughs> it was a tough second album, but they really mm. nailed it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it took a while, but whew. no. But I thought that really enhanced it, and I really enjoyed mm. that. That was you don't really get that with D and D. Like a spiral of things going wrong, <laughs> yeah. where yeah. it just fed itself and just became worse and worse. Yeah, it became like... funnier and funnier. It was terrifying <laughs> and funny at the same time. Yeah, because yeah. it's like this is just getting worse and worse. But oh my god, I can't stop laughing. It you know? feels like when you have to roll a dice in safe space, there's a lot more on the line. Like that mm. roll could be, oh god, I'm going to die if I don't make this roll. Whereas usually in D and D, as Lizzie said, it's like, oh no, I'm going to fall over and make a prat of myself. I might get a wound. You know, yeah. So, yeah, r- rolling a dice in safe space because I think you—it feels like you don't do it quite as often either. Yeah. Mm. 
So it, it it's it feels a little more momentous is the wrong word, but it is a bit more important in a way. Yeah, I'm glad you said it's that, actually, PJ, because of... like looking at like um, obviously since the season we've been playing this season with the kind of work in progress first edition of Mothership um, Zero Edition, which you can download for free. I'm not sure if it's completely offline yet. There were di- it's, it sort of lines up a little differently, and they polish some stuff. But of course, because it was a work in progress. I'm kind of I was running on rules that haven't quite been finalized yet and certainly there was a warden's operation manual which I've just just as the season ended just before our final session I started reading that I got the final copy of it and I was reading that and as soon as the season ended I immediately messaged the players with like oh my god there's so many good things we can do you know but but not so much like it wasn't a I'm going to torment you <laughs> it was more this will make the experience better for everyone and it's a system that is very pro homebrew and I say homebrew, but you know, playing whatever session that you feel is comfortable for you. And they they are very much if you if you play it completely by the book, it could be very 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 difficult. As PJ said, like everything's on the line, you know, because you don't have high stats. You're not going to be this, you know, gifted by the gods character very quickly because leveling up takes time as well although in this in safe space i'm leveling up i'm doing it a little bit quicker so it's just a little bit bit more fun fun for us all um but they do say in that warns manual back to the point i was trying to make before i went off on tangents which i'll do all evening by the way um to what you said pj they say you shouldn't be rolling for everything and it's something i've thought about as the season has gone on because I thought, have I asked them to roll for too many things? You know, they say if the players want to pick up the, you know, if they if they just say they want to investigate the space, they investigate the space because there's no real investigation checks. There's nothing like that. It should be if they've if the players have thought about asking the right sort of questions, they should get the right results. And I hope that has felt like that for you guys. And on the bottom line is like, I hope I'm giving you enough roles, but also enough freedom to do what you want, if that it, makes sense. I think it took a minute to get used to that, just yeah. coming off the back of like D&D and 5e rules, where like almost everything is a check. Yeah. And so like, not checking as much, it's like, are we just, are we just telling stories to each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But then, but then it's like, oh shit, yeah, I've got a role, and then it all goes horribly wrong. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then it also feels like, like yeah. oh, can I do this and can I do that? And then now we're just, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah, but there's an element as well because we can do anything, it always feels like a trap. He's giving this to me, <laughs> it's going to fuck me over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just that's just your problem, PJ. Um, no, because it is very much a game of it's choice. I mean, every tabletop game is choice and consequence, isn't it? You know, that's one of the things I love about it is it's constantly evolving, and we're telling these stories together and collaborating. And there's certainly a lot that happened in this season that was not written down, and I'll let you know, I'll let you know some of those bits a bit later on. Um, but I think that's something that I love about it because there's certain games that you play that feel like you're you're kind of on rails, yeah, and you've got a certain amount of time, and you've got to get from you know mm. the party meets in a tavern. You know, they fight a small enemy, they go on a quest, they fight a medium-sized enemy, they fight a big enemy, and then everybody goes home. Yeah. And and you know that if you start wandering, and I've run some of those games, and, and people have wandered because they want to wander. It's like, no, come back, you've got to get back on the rails. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and that can be frustrating and so this one is like how far can we push the how can how far can we just lay some little detours yeah. the railway and just i'm going over here now and how how much will you let us get away with i, I love that it you... didn't feel railish it oh, felt like good. go off and do some things but maybe we should also focus on the mission for yeah time. yeah good because i was you know obviously doing an actual play for an audience things it's a different it's it's a very different thing to like just playing at home or your own, own sort of like home games and stuff like that so with that in mind you you have to have a structure there has to be kind of some sort of structure and there, there do have to be in some ways rails for it mm. but like you say it should be rails that the, it should feel like this story can go anywhere you know um it's 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 a sandbox with a direction if that makes sense that's the way i've kind of because i certainly i dropped you in it and said i mean the way that the way session one started was very much here we are here's where you've got to go this is what's happening and from there the from there the players were discovering and the, the mysteries that that were there or maybe there were things that they discovered that i didn't think they were going to discover or things that they completely missed or sections of satellite relays that they didn't venture into <laughs> stop making it so dangerous i know yeah, i know yeah so <laughs> one of the very interesting things for me was i expected like when we got on the satellite relay i thought oh well you know We'll have some time on here. We'll have a wander around, have a look around, yeah, see what we can find, see what we can plunder. And it was very much kind of like, no, we need to get off. We need to get off now. <laughs> and then we got to the Icarus, and I thought, oh, well, now's going to be our chance to, you know, like I had a plan. I was going to go to the engine room, and mm -hmm. I was going to get everything that we needed, and it was going to be fine, you know. And it was like, no, we need to get off. We need to get off now. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, it was really kind of like beautifully done, the way it was just like, you know, this is probably what would happen in real life. <laughs> you know, all of Sam's broken off. dreams, <laughs> yeah. floating like stars in the cosmos. Yeah. All, yeah. all those engine rooms. <laughs> yeah, because this is um, for anyone watching or listening. This is a homebrew campaign. This is something that I've created specifically for this. There's wonderful modules from Mothership. Loads of third-party creators that certainly in the in the future I will be shouting out and using some of their table because Mothership's also a game about tables. And who doesn't love rolling on a table when creating a campaign and things like that? Um, but this was very much, you know, I've created this world sort of galaxy, but I haven't, I don't have a file that big of, you know, everything's not completely locked down because the way I run it is you've got to have the concrete bits in place. You've got to have the structure there, but the players are laying the track as we're going. You know, we're, we're laying the track as the train and the train's just behind us kind of thing. Um, which means that the game can can go anywhere, and I honestly, I, I will tell, I will tell you this: <laughs> a good portion of the second half of this season was made up. <laughs> I, I um, there was a good point. There, was, like we had the season break, and uh, I know. In, we had the break for the viewers and stuff. I know we kept playing a little bit of catch up, but there, there was a space where I, I had to think, okay, I thought we were going this, and it's every DM, every GM, every warden, every storyteller's game is, you think, you've put all the signs pointing right, and the players are going left or straight ahead. And it was one of those, okay, 
So I've got to pivot. But what felt right to, to sort of pivot? Keeping the story, keeping the, obviously, the bones of the story and where we were going. And because of those wonderful choices that you made, that you all made, it made that so much easier. Because by then, by the the events that happened in the season and what the players had been, the characters had been through completely gave me ammunition and options to sort of like, okay, now I can develop this bit and this bit. And I'm sure it's the same for player characters as well, you know, that other people are saying things or an NPC will say something which will then give your character... What was it like evolving your characters from the character sheet in session one I know we did a session zero that no one will ever see, but that was pretty chaos as well. Um, but what was it like taking your character from session one to session fourteen? Short lived initially. We'll come back to that again. We'll, we'll come. Yeah, we'll. Your character from session three to session. Yeah, se- <laughs> session three. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. I didn't think that would happen. Have you really been around that long? Yes, session session four, which was the technical issue episode. Oh yeah, yeah. For anyone watching, (laughs) that was a great one. Got you to sing and everything. Oh, there was. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it must have been three because four was the aftermath, wasn't it? Yeah, four four was the aftermath. Yeah, four was the saying goodbye to Dick Sloan and saying hello to Blaze Kelvin. Um, And I know Mm. anyone. (laughs) The recap edition was not what was originally planned, and that session we had. I'm just it's one of my great regrets that no one will ever see that session because it was moving, it was also funny. They got me to sing. <laughs> that never happens. And that will never happen again. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's why we had technical issues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, technical oh, yeah. issues. Delete. Can't possibly play that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So, Sony said it will breach breach my contract if uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, but that was quite interesting. But like, obviously, if we start off with you, Gav, because obviously you had a character in mind with Dick Sloan, this android, and mm. he was building beautifully until he was pretty much cut short. Um, in episode three, cut and run. Um, what was that experience like for you? Because that was, it was weird. It was a character death where it had been a character death, wasn't it? It was because he's because he's not dead. Something I well, want to stress. That was, that's why it wasn't as I don't know heart wrenching because yeah. because it was like well I can kind of he's just put in storage. Like he can it can kind of come back to him. So it was all right to kind of um, yeah. Let him go, so to speak. Yeah. But I don't feel like I got to like develop him massively. So it was kind of like I don't know where he could have gone. I know that they were starting to build up more of a relationship with the captain mm. and sort of their sort of friendship because they've both been awake for most of it. Yeah, she's known him um, the longest out of everyone. Yeah. Mm. But um, no, I didn't. It was. I, I'm just glad we had a nice, gory, horrible character death because we haven't had any since. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just waiting for it. We're overdue, I feel. Yeah. Had some maimings. It was it was Wendy pretty has. pretty brutal. <laughs> but the 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 set pieces, the action set pieces when they've kicked off. They've been pulse pounding like the choices you made, like Wendy basically tearing it, you know, getting Dick Sloan free by tearing him in half. What was that choice yeah. like for you, Lizzie, at that point? Um 
Well, that's that's no no marine gets left behind. You know, it's like he's one of us, and it's it's weird because it's you're not Lizzie making a choice, you're Wendy making a choice, yeah. and it's very much like well, that's her mindset is you don't leave someone behind, and also he's an android, so ripping his legs off is not terminal. You know, hmm. um, it gets as much of him back as possible when, you know, the captain will know what to do. Yeah. Also, it's really icky and gooey and gory. Yeah. And, yeah. and it turns out that, that that's something I quite enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more player development than character development. Well, yeah. and character development. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wendy's been fascinating, though. Like, obviously, we're not going to give away too much because there's plenty of backstories for all of these characters. Hmm. Um, and uh, but Wendy's choices, not just in the action moments, and I think the rest of the the players will agree. There's been certain, like the head shaving moment. I think we all sort of went, "What?" You know that that switch you flicked was a real. It was a pivotal moment in the campaign. I think just that it doesn't mm. need to be action. It doesn't need to be something blowing up or someone dying. That that one choice that now she's thinking differently just changed. So much, and that's isn't it? that's kind of the one of the consequences of a marine panic spiral <laughs> was that she ended up with a phobia. She was frightened. She was having nightmares. Oh, she oh, had God, a yeah. feeling of doom, and there was another. Oh, one. She was God. a coward, so she would run away from fights. So all of the things about strength and bravery and stuff that are kind of somewhere in Wendy's background mm. were gone, and her whole world that she had now built for herself and her kind of temple and her god that she had found. It's like, gone. It's like, well, what do you do? Because she had built a foundation. Without giving away too much, she had built a foundation for herself to help her mental well-being, in, in, in a sense, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. She'd become a very peaceful lady who liked octopuses. And then kind of cool. It was a bit and... of a kleptomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> All of the little kind of thing. I like, and again, that was. I'm a taking. I'm taking thing. the gold beading gold off this piping. suit. The gold piping. <laughs> and post it because of this kind of temple of the octopus that she built that you can keep decorating. You it's were like, so gutted about using that making. coffee cup. I remember that on the monster. You thought I'm having this. Oh no, I'm gonna. Well, that was just me. That was Lizzie being a doofus going, oh, my God, it's a coffee cup in space and it stays where it is. And it was like an hour later, you went, you know, it's magnetic, right? <laughs> 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 God. Yeah. yeah, no, no, not so much that. <laughs> yeah. So but thank you for the second coffee cup. Oh, well, of course, you know, the the warden gives and he takes away. And then he gives back again. Um, but counter counterpoint, like someone like like Wendy to Doc Forrest's. Mm. Now, PJ, you said to me in the message you didn't expect it to get so. Oh shit! My storyline's here. Yeah, it was, but no, I, I, I will say that you played it chef's kiss through the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting you to spring. Sarah on us, basically. Um, I think we've established in the show Sarah was friends with the Doc's daughter back mm -hmm. on Earth. Yeah. And the Doc is very much... Obviously, you and I know a lot. Yeah. 
but he wants to play it very close to his chest. I think I've I've, I've dropped hints here and there of a yeah. couple of things. I don't know how much has been picked up on. Um, but yeah, he. I just wasn't expecting that to come up at all, as early as it did. So when a moment like that comes in. How does that change your playing style for a game like this? Because as, as we say, this is more, we're just telling a story together kind of thing. And you're forced to go, oh, right, okay, so I've got a thing like this. This isn't a mechanical thing. This yeah. is a personal and emotional thing. I think it, it makes me, I'm thinking more about the backstory as I'm playing. So before we'd run into Sarah, it was just, I was just this this pompous alcoholic doctor. You know, that's. Do you that's still it. are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we at least quote Doctor? Because <laughs> Wendy doctor. and Lizzie still have some like. He's a doctor. He's got his, his doctorate and everything. That's that's a fact. And he, he fixed your arm. So yeah, no, thank mm. you for that. Um, yeah, it's but, almost but, like he's too qualified for the job he's got. Shut up, Vince. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once Sarah entered the equation. Almost every single action I was taking as the doc, mm. I was thinking, how do I not reveal my backstory? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's something he doesn't want to come out. Mm. Um, and we'll be looking to try and sort of avoid that. But while also, you know, he said he's got a, a reason for being where he is and, and a purpose. And he's also got to move that forward at the same time. So... It just meant a little more thoughtfulness over what I did and said as him, I yeah. think, once Sarah was on the scene. I think Sarah being... Um, she's quite a major NPC. I mean, this this campaign's definitely been a case... There's been more NPCs in this than I thought there was going to be. Certainly from the Icarus. I'll tell you now, I didn't expect you to get that many people off that, off that ship. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Sarah was also and the way you played it pj was a gift for me because we're just bouncing off each other then and 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 the way i i saw the doc switch to you know to caring i mean mm. you know i didn't it was easier to to be like okay i can see he's all about making sure she's okay and in those moments it's easier to sort of when you're trying to think about a million things going on in the story things it, it it's a it's a pillar it's it's a focus you have that you know that that's there and it's easier to you don't have to think about well she's panicking she's going to run off and do this and they're going to have to because you leveled the dock in keep making sure she was okay it made things easier for me as well so thank you pj uh... you're welcome <laughs> um, but I, I think as well though because she's got this connection, like he couldn't give a shit about Roy, you know. <laughs> don't don't oh, don't don't tell Lizzie that. <laughs> because Sarah has this connection mm. to his past, that's why that's brought that out of him. I think, mm. and I think it's something as we go on, more details may come to light. And more character development will. Well, this is it. My my thing now is, I'm wondering: will the Doc's backstory come out naturally in the story, or will it come out in the season two wrap-up show? Because he died very early on before we could get to his. Backstory. I know, I know. <laughs> well, the thing is, right? Doc is the scientist class in Mothership. Now, the yeah. scientist class is usually it's all brains and less brawn. 
of course there's going to be violent encounters. And Mothership does say, don't run straight into violent encounters, because violent encounters will usually end very badly. Like if there's a huge... You know, you face a xenomorph in the Alien movies, you probably... One-on-one, you're not walking away from it, are you? So Mothership keeps that sort of like, let's be realistic in this situation. And there were certainly moments... I mean, a game has to have action. It has to have the, you know, moments and fights and puzzles and things. And it was interesting, whenever we dropped into these encounters, PJ, you going, there's nothing I can do. (laughs) (laughs) See, stand at the back with a meat hammer. (laughs) This has given the doc a reputation as a coward, but I say he's not. He just knows his limitations. Look, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched the finale yet. (laughs) The doc, the doc got involved in quite a big way with an armored jeep. He had a weapon. Uh, he had a weapon, and he drove it. Um, but like, it's moments like that, isn't it? You, you, you got to. I think when you when you build sort of encounters, and it is because when we don't have maps, we don't have we don't have tokens, and certainly you can play this game like that. It's it's laying out with theater of the mind the things that are there. If you have a room full of trinkets. Every trinket is a weapon. Every desk is somewhere that you can hide underneath. Everything can be used. And then it's up to the players going, well, I'm just running over here. And certainly there were moments where Doc, the fight was happening and the Doc ran somewhere else and was looking through and he discovered information because of that choice. Um, which is great. Which is great. I mean, the Doc, the Doc has... That arc's been a lot wider, bigger than I thought it was going to be. PJ, and I, I hope you've enjoyed it because it's certainly. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. For yeah, sure. and I did like um, surprising everyone with the car as well. That was lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that moment of everyone's in front of you, <laughs> and you're there. I'm going to start the car. <laughs> um, yeah, but we go from the thought-provoking and mysterious Doc Forest. To Zam Brazel. Um, a character. You see is what you get. What you see is what you get, or is it? Now, I, I know, yeah, I know, Jim. You say he is. It is what you get. But I see layers to Zam, and I have totally seen layers during this whole campaign. As much as you fought it, sometimes you fought it. Just let me go. Oh, I like <laughs> Yeah. Steer him back to being grumpy and yeah. being horrible to people. Oh, yep. yep. Really, he he kind of he lost his way a little bit, and I've had to like really push him back. And then people that he was being nasty to, we had to make friends with because then we had to get stuff done. It's been horrible. Horrible <laughs> <laughs> time. Because you you created the most blue collar of all of the characters. I mean, he's 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 a mechanic. Isn't he? He's a spaceship mechanic. Oh, wow. He's an engine monkey. Hammer guy. Yep. Um, it was, yeah, but it was important to me that he was like surly and didn't really want to make friends with anyone. Yeah. And that, those were the kind of things that I was really going because <laughs> the idea was like he would always be in the engine room. Yeah. Wouldn't get involved. And yeah. like, you know, that's where he was, just leave him there kind of thing. Yeah. That seemed like if he's going to be like running the engines of the ship, that's yeah. where he's going to be. But he has these moments, and I I remember the when um, Bex, the um, the engineer from Cassius Prime, was it her that said like, was it, 
was it her? I think it was her that said, you know, for someone that doesn't like people, you've chose to spend 18 months in a small space with a group of people. You know, that's an odd choice. He was reasons for doing that, though, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He was, um, what gets him into trouble? Right, what what you I do that gets him, gets him into trouble? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is sometimes I think, well, what's the funniest thing that can he can do here? Yeah. So like when they first met back, and like every, like I, at that point, I was I was already kind of like, oh, he's been a bit too nice to people. He's been like quite helpful. Like I, I need him to be like you know back to like surly yeah. and nasty. And he meets Bex. And the first thing he does is he hands her his like luggage or whatever, and treats her like she's a valet or whatever. And that was like, oh, that's going to be quite funny. We'll do that. Yeah. And then he's got to make friends with her then. And then and, but, and then it, she becomes like really pivotal too. Like they need stuff done. Oh, speak to Beck. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made another connection. Oh, no one made yeah. another friend. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he could, he this to tell how much I was fighting. When, when he was in that bar on his own, yeah. how much he was fighting. Because at one point you said to me, does he stay at the bar or does he go to the table? And I was going, he stays at the bar. So if you put me on a table, you're going to put people yeah. around me. And like, eventually you managed to throw It was because you, you yeah. I think you critically failed and fell off. Oh, no. You, what, fell, you, you fell, fell off, off the stool and, and they the were going to look yeah. after you then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but that does bring up a point. That I do want, I do want to address because obviously this game is all about, you know, it should always be about everyone having fun, you know, the GM, the warden, and the players, and you should never put players in a position that they don't want to be. Um, and that was, even though it was funny and everything, it was a moment I thought after Jim really didn't want to do that, um, which is why I stepped back on it. Do you know what I mean when he was like, well, okay, no. But- but the, the the difference is though is that Jim really didn't want to do it for Zam, but it was funny and it worked, so let's yeah. go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. more the more like I fight it, the better it makes it for. Well, um, as long as you enjoyed it, that was that was the main yeah. thing, oh, and yeah. it worked. In, the scene worked perfectly, and because of that scene, really? it meant that things could happen later on that yeah. that happened. That you know, and I I think the interesting of Zam being this surly, and certainly Jim, your way of playing him is like I've been too nice, I got to pull it back, and then he's nice again, and then you got to pull it back, and then he's nice again, and then you got to pull it back. There's got to be a moment where Jim realizes that maybe Zam is a little nicer than Jim thinks he is. (laughs) Well, I mean, like let's face it, he's basically me. Oh, we've been so day. mean about that. Oh, Zambon. God, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's been awful to him as well. No, but it's basically like the way I look at him is, is like if I could get away with what he could get away with, <laughs> those are the kind of things you want to do when you're, be, you're frustrated in, in a job and like people are like getting yeah. on you and it's like, go away, leave me alone. I'm going to go to a strange well, place. I want, to, ta- I want to take my big laser cutter but, but, with me. And no, but my problem is is that like I kind of like creep into it then. It gets a bit nice and helpful and like you know because that's what I I would do. And then it's like no, that's not Zam. You got to reel it back. And then like so yeah, yeah, it is like this constant struggle. Well, and but it's 
I got really like when we were on the Icarus. I got really protective over over Wendy. Yeah, and he has like, he know, has been he's doing certainly... stuff, doing stuff to save Wendy, get her the boots because she didn't have boots and everything. And then I looked at those decisions and I thought, oh, should he have done that? Because he's supposed to be like really mean. But it well, I love that. I, I, yeah, I love that because there was that moment when we went into the the dining the bar and the dining room, of the Icarus, and um, and. Wendy and Zam are at the bar because they've just decided that actually after 18 months in space and shit and crap and steel floors and nothing, sitting at a luxury high-end bar is exactly what they want to do. Yeah. And we don't care about what's going on. You know, people having a fight in the kitchen. Nah, that's not for us. We're just going to sit here and throw <laughs> peanut robot. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So they have this little bonding thing, <laughs> which is probably just because you've been around someone for so long. Oh, um, yeah. Drunk Sam was really fun to do as well. <laughs> drunk Sam is amazing. Yeah. I think that's how he makes friends. Yeah. Because when he gets drunk around them, he suddenly... Well, I think, I think, but then like, he goes a little bit too far and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a wedding reception again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you get the feeling that the crew oh. have heard that story yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. 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 Like, when, when, one of my favourite moments... Well, there's so many favourite moments. One of the highlights is Wendy running off to rejoin to join a fight. And I'm going, they all just leave you in the end, don't they, Klaus? I'm trying to build into him uh, like a deep disdain of robots. Yeah. Although, yeah, although a deep disdain of robots, but in the session that no one will ever see. Uh, <laughs> um, he actually quite liked Dick Sloan, didn't he? In the end, he had a, gr- a begrudging respect yeah. for him. He wasn't nice to him. Yeah, <laughs> he he seems to get paired with people that like, he's he's that kid that gets picked last, and then somebody just kind of gets stuck with him for a bit. And I think Dick was stuck with him for a bit, and Wendy was stuck with him for a bit, and then yeah, he just kind of like he just has to accept that yeah, go on, we'll yeah, I'll get to know you a bit. Yeah, but he's also. He's the character that is the one that's like, look, I just want to fix this. He's desperate to fix things, even if they're unfixable. You know, like, he probably doesn't have the knowledge to fix a hyperdrive coil, something that is probably like no, fixing the wires yeah, on a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, but he'll be yeah. like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, like when I open my and the only thing he can't fix is his bomb, heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're going to the Richard Curtis season next, aren't yeah. we? The kind of the like yeah. rom com hey, season. I tell you what, the gift you gave me though was Uptown Girl. <laughs> that was a pure gift. <laughs> that that was amazing. Yeah. As soon yeah. as that happened, there, there was like a little switch that went on and go, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also like Zams and all the characters are a great example of like it's science fiction horror and we always have the the warning at the beginning like there's going to be there could be violence there, there isn't necessarily in every session but you know it it can go to dark places um but there's lightness in the characters and certainly in the, the and players we're all just having a laugh anyway and, and we're laughing every session um certainly in the way sometimes that you're throwing each other under the bus like oh yeah we don't want to meet up with Zam. we're just gonna go to the bar without him you know and everyone's pretty much Stuck to that, like Gav to to, to venture forward onto. Please, Kelvin. Please, please. 
Um, the, the walking advert for throat lozenges. Um, a, is your throat okay, Gavin, after a season of doing that? Yeah, it's yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, it's not been as gruff as I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Starting out. Yeah. He's the one... As we mentioned, like, Dick Sloan, unfortunately, is no longer with us currently. So Blaze was awoken from cryosleep. Um, and when we did our character creation session, I got everyone to create two characters. I always knew that there was going to be a backup. There was going to be, like, you know, I didn't know quite what was going to happen. And I didn't want it to be a, a lazy sort of introduction of, oh, you bump into a ship and this the ship is this person. And then, you know, I wanted it to be almost still feel like a crew. Even though there's a there is a little bit of a a mystery in there with Wendy's other character that we've hinted at. And, and uh, I wonder if our viewers and listeners have picked up on the moments I've mentioned this other character that's in the cryopods. Um... <laughs> But obviously, Blaze was just. Wendy is immortal. Yeah, I think she might be. Yeah, no, genuinely. Yeah, Jesus. Um, And certainly, you had you rolled up a marine like just this, and the way it rolled was just. I mean, it could have been quite dark. Some of the things you got in the trinkets. Yeah, I got. I got. uh, Was it opera glasses? Yeah. Um, You got the 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 military dress uniform. Yeah, so like oh, the, the oh what is it like officer and a yeah officer and a gentleman. You had a revol a revolver and one bullet with one bullet. Yeah, yeah one bullet, so, which so makes so you my, think. Yeah. My initial thing was like he's he's yeah a little bit suicidal. Yeah. Um. But once he came to life, no, he's just a big stupid meathead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't he wouldn't have the emotional depth or self reflection to actually want to. Yeah. <laughs> exit. Yeah, so, so, so to no. go from that sort of like almost a cookie cutter sort of like, right, I've got that template for it. It's given you almost more roadmap to create this character, isn't it? Because he's certainly, he's been on a bit of a journey in the 10 episodes that he's been part of. What's that been like hmm. for you? Um, I mean, in the more recent episodes, especially when like there was the boxing match and Wendy tried to pull out some backstory... There was a bit of panic because it was like, oh, I've not thought of much backstory here. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of him, like his playstyle. I had the like, right, basically, I just wanted him to be like, um, Randy Macho Randy Savage, like just some big meathead, cream of the crop, ooh, boom, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. all that stuff, yeah. um, comedy relief kind of thing, yeah. and and then sort of playing off of everyone else. That's kind of how I've been playing him is more he's more reactive because you, you enjoy that play style Elliot. anyway don't you gav i mean you love having a character and then bouncing off the other players i've noticed this in other games yeah see it's it's kind of it's well, we're all telling a story together so it's kind of like i want to be able to play with other people rather than just like yeah i'm not the main character yeah although he's certainly going to get some focus in season two, surely. Oh God! He's he's grown and grown and grown. So you know, from this, that's the steroids, Vince. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those pain pills you got all. Awful... Oh my God, the pain pills! Awfully close to getting addicted to those. I think you rolled a critical, which meant that you weren't addicted. And I was like, you absolute 
bastard. Yeah, that... I kind of, I've kind of lent off that now. Yeah, I think I'm trying to get uh, Wendy addicted. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> she won't take them because of uh, her injury. Because pain is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's how you know you're alive? <laughs> Breathing. That's how you know you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you weren't a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gav, I mean, obviously. You've played two characters in this campaign. Yes. So you're the first one to start your second character. Mm. Um, and as we all know, whenever you play any tabletop role-playing game, if you're a player, it takes a couple of sessions before things start to click. At what point did Blaze Kelvin click into place and you thought, this is this is how I'm going to play him? I know you've got like the simple template, but there must be a point where you, where you, you cotton on to, this is how I'm going to enjoy playing him. I think it was. I think there was one moment when the captain said to me, "Like, make sure everyone gets back." And it felt like, "Oh, okay, like that's that's going to be my character. He's going to really pay attention to that." And that's why he was very much like, "Everyone needs to leave. We all need to go." And yeah, like make sure Jim didn't, or sorry, Zam didn't bloody sacrifice himself. Yeah. Um, it's almost, almost as if he was doing that just to spite you, though, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> it's like, damn it, you're gonna make yeah. me fail. Yeah. <laughs> but but then, like Zam was the one that helped save Blaze Calvin's life. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> no. That's, yeah, that well, kind of got well, glossed well, over after, pretty quickly. But well, I think after it's... the um, not after the little tater tape we had in the uh, storage closet. Yeah, uh, I got really angry with Blaze at that point when he was just like when we we went into that one oh, room. Yeah, it was like the big the pool, and then there was a like an equipment locker. Or something. Oh yes, oh. Wait, emergency emergency equipment, yeah. and they called so Queen Monkey it, or something. And he was all like, yeah, yeah and I like they, they, the hackles really got like raised yeah. at that point, and it was yeah, yeah. So the character progression for us is like it's gone from really antagonistic to ignoring each other. So that's progress. Yeah, <laughs> that's, we're, yeah we're on the fast so, track yeah. to being friends. And also, and also well, is, we haven't had to do a lot together. So yeah, this because we've been avoiding it. This this campaign has certainly been a test of when they say never split the party. Don't it means nothing for this campaign. I've had to deal with it. No, you just I've had to do, leave, just deal with it leave one the of them on their own. Yeah, go off and have fun. <laughs> He's not bitter, which is, which is I, so I feel like it's bad for you. And spend your own money. <laughs> oh yeah, and there he is with the black credit card. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Oh, Gav, it's your reaction blank. to like that card, <laughs> especially especially when Doc Forrest dropped it into the dust. How did that make you feel, Gavin? Um, quite frustrated because as a <laughs> as a player, you're like you try not to meta game because obviously I know it, there's 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 a there's a black card that's that's got unlimited money on it so that would be really helpful to poor broke Blaze but um, it was trying to find the moment when he could realise that there's this infinite money card after he spent all of his money that he could react and be like oh. <laughs> How, how long have we had this? <laughs> this would have been handy. Yeah. Well, the weird, the weird thing was, um, 
we all went back we all went to those rooms and then we were all gonna like the, the idea was then that we all go to the bar wasn't it and i remembered i had that card and i thought oh well what zam will do then is he'll buy you'll you know he'll use that and then everybody can have their drinks on that and then you all decided to leave him behind and that was when i thought all right no okay i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to keep this moment, and then, like, as soon as I'd ordered those drinks, and then I went, oh, and I'll use the black credit card, and you all went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was that's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get. Mm. I think that's, like, one of my favorite things about it, is, like, when you have moments like that, where it feels almost pre-written, but it's like, no, we're all just yeah. goofing mm. around, and yeah. you know, then you, you get moments like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the campaign itself has been very, um, it's felt very fluid and it's felt natural the way it's sort of gone and the interactions, which have given those character moments of, you know, players going or, you know, some of my favourite moments watching back because when we're doing the sessions, I'm not necessarily watching everyone's individual screens intently. So when I watch back and I see you all reacting at the same time to certain things, I think, yes, I, I got that point. Um, maybe I've... I think in some ways I went too overboard with how intense and scary I made certain things. Um, <sighs> because whenever you went into somewhere, you wanted to leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because of the character. The yeah. characters are like a junk crew. Right. They're they're garbage collectors in space. Yeah. yeah. And you know, even b- before Blaze came along, you know, they were very much like nobody's interested in having a fight. Yeah, yeah. Or doing anything particularly personally her. risky. Yeah. We yeah. just want to do the job and and get on. Yeah. And then you gave us fights to do, and and it's like, well, okay, we'll fight the little creepy crawly arm thing coming out the ceiling. We'll do that, and then the little, okay, we'll f- <laughs> quite large arm thing. <laughs> In my head, it was quite little. And then we'll fight the next bit of that, and then it's like, we're not going down those stairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Are we going down that ladder? Yeah. yeah. Stop that. That's not who we are. And I, I was well up for going down that ladder at that point. Yeah. Jim was well up for going yeah. down that ladder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's creating a map. It's like when you play a video game and there's the map with all the question marks. And you think, oh, I want to I wanna go there, but maybe you shouldn't. Um, and uh, certainly things like that, moments like that have been a learning for me as well. I mean, and we've all had the, the dungeons or the... You know the keeps or the treasure hoards that players will never discover because you they've gone in a different direction. Um, and with with Echo Two Three Seven, which was the first major sort of dramatic part of the of the show, when you were breaking apart a satellite relay station, um, I knew I had a little map for it, and I created a little story for it as well. You know, uh, but. I can only give some. I wasn't going to give the whole story of it away. There was little hints because this was, this hadn't been used for a long time. This place, um, so there were hints, but other things had happened to it since then. So it's building in that you know when you when you play a game and you like you walk into this room and it's been destroyed and there's little hints to things that are happening there. Um, maybe I. I I mean, it was an immensely fun set. I, I think that that worked out quite well in the end. How that all ended up, like we were in there t- two sessions, I believe. We were on mm-hmm. Echo, weren't we? I think you, you got there. Mm. 
because it was a small, essentially a small mini dungeon sort of thing. Um, before I knew the Icarus was coming, you know, and the players knew nothing about it. I just, I told them at the beginning of the campaign, here's a, here's a story synopsis: bunch of junkers, they take on a contract that may be more trouble than they th- think. They had no idea about what the horrors were. They have no idea what the whole thing is, so they're learning as you lovely people are as well. But there were hints. There, hopefully, there were hints to it with Echo to. Three seven, um, but also I'm sort of learning as it goes along. Sort of like, oh, I can be clearer about this bit. I'm I'm sort of learning where the players will bob bob, and when they'll weave. So then I know what to give them later, which will mean that they will enjoy that path more. And I, th- I think there is that th- back to that on rails thing. Mm. When we got to the two three seven, it's like okay, we could just turn around and go, nah, not going on that. Look, it's broken. Ooh. Mm. But we can't because <laughs> you built a thing and it's the first thing you've built for us. So we, we need to go in. Yeah. yeah you and don't want to dis- disappoint your warden. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just like I... ignore all the closed doors and just so go we'll, to the thing. Yeah. And da- yeah. da- da- we'll compromise and we'll look at one of the floors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not open any doors. Let's just take the panels off the outside and away we go. Because it had we that, like you say, Lizzie, it had that, it had that rail of this is a place you have to go because you've been contracted mm. to do it. Well, it was yeah. an optional job that you were essentially doing for more more credits. And certainly you did cut up a fair chunk of it. Um, But when you were there, I wasn't going to be like, you're locked in, you can't get out. Mm. It, sh- it should be a case of like, when you want to get out, you can get out. And certainly in quite spectacular fashion. Um, That what happened and the creature that was... I love the way it all played out. Um, sorry, sorry, Dick. Pull one out. Um, so but, pull one out. <laughs> <laughs> but that that moment was brilliant. Zam cutting a hole in this, just dropping down with the laser cutter, um, and just everyone trying to get out, and Dick not quite making it. And there were so many moments as well. That was that was a moment of like dice rolls as well. Like Wendy was firing; she was trying to fire down at this thing, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But you weren't succeeding, so it was it, it was like, right, how do I rule this? Um, but then when you managed to get get off the ship, and Zam went down to the laser cutter, the the ship's laser cutter was which is industrial size, and cut it up, just. Those moments. This is why I love tabletop role playing, because what the players' choices give you. Everyone's rolling together, aren't we? We're all improving and just that, you know, we're, we're steering it all together. Um, as much as hopefully the players will never know what I'm making up and what has been written down. <laughs> you already have a tell, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it is, oh, but. Oh, oh. <laughs> when you sit there going. <laughs> it's that that, you won't do that Uh, we'll be back in five minutes Uh, (laughs) um although that's an interesting question like what do you what do my players think was completely off the cuff boxing match yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, That's the only one I know for sure. Yeah. Bar fight. The bar. You probably knew there was going to be a bar fight. I had a, I had an inkling. 
you go into a bar, it's... there could be a there could be a bar fight. Okay. I thought um, the way it played out, I didn't expect, but um, <laughs> but certainly Wendy's choice afterwards with the sandwich, buying the sandwich and going up to the person that she beats senseless. That was a oh. Oh right. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember your face on that. One. That was a definite like. That was like. What makes what, uh, what, what she? Why is she going there? Yeah, What's she, she doing? She, she wants to. Oh yeah, fight. Why is she waiting outside? This she's yeah. going to talk to the head of security about something important. I honestly thought you were going to the head of security. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right, okay, this makes sense. You know, networking. Oh no, she's going to the bloke she uh, kicked the shit out. <laughs> And I didn't think she was going to give it to him. I thought she was going to eat it in front yeah. of him. Yeah. To go, Look, yeah. I can still eat and not with a straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she went a bit chaos agent. Yeah. But that gave birth to a whole scene that was amazing in the next episode. I thought it was going to be in that episode. Because um, certainly before we went to break, I then immediately started to pair up Blaze Kelvin when I was putting that together um, Banjo Flanagan completely made up on the, on the spot Really? <laughs> Black Market Banjo? Yeah. Oh, I love was. Black Market Banjo yeah. Yeah. At, the, at the moment, in, in that specific moment, speaking of Blaze Banjo Flanagan was made up Banjo Flanagan then became something afterwards Um... <laughs> Genuinely, how important he was to the ending, I assumed he was a yeah. planned plot point. Yeah. yeah, from the very beginning. Yeah, mm. got are... in your back pocket. <laughs> there are like certain, there are certain like NPCs that that were there to be important, and I think it's it's important for just DM GMs and stuff. It's always if ever you create like an NPC or you create a like the magician's tower, and the players don't go there, you've still got that. So just move it around. You know, this NPC is there. They didn't mm. they've never met them. Well why can't they be that person then? Just tweak them. Um and I knew with Cassius Prime there were cer- certain points. There were certain sort of linchpins. And Banjo Flanagan <laughs> <laughs> Which may be the best name I've ever created. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. Um <laughs> yeah. he fit he f- that piece of like and then when I thought well there's going to be a black oh black market banjo it doesn't get better than that <laughs> you know it just it's, it's, it's the way this game and this whole season has just everything's sort of clicked into place I mean for me it's sort of those moments when I am sort of skidding or I'm, I, I'm on my heels I've got things by the choices that you guys have made Vince can with. I ask you related to that what what that we've done has been the biggest surprise for you that you've had to react to? Ooh. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, what have we fucked up for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not so much... Well, there's there's been a few surprises, certainly. Um, the Fight Club was one of them. Wendy's Wendy's <laughs> question was a massive... What? Um, I felt so bad, <clears throat> but I and loved it because then you're like, "Oh, we've only got a couple of episodes left," and then it's the end of the season. It's like, "Oh shit!" But it felt natural. <laughs> That's the thing. What I loved about it is like, "Oh yeah, of course, this makes total sense." And by creating that, it then leads on to this, and mm. you can see other things. You saw some more graffiti. You saw these other bits that were happening, and the uh, black market, which then helped us get ammunition mm, and stuff. It's, yeah. Oh, just dovetail. Yeah. 
Um, I think the things that I, w I wasn't expecting, and I think it's purely down to the the general. You you create something, and the players don't necessarily go there. Like for instance, started with Echo two three seven. The the treasure hoard that was on the bottom floor <laughs> that you didn't get. <laughs> I was like, that's where all the goodies were, but you didn't go. No. I, in my head, I was thinking, but all the good stuff's down there. <laughs> but but all the good stuff's <laughs> all right. Well, the monsters just could come and get you then. <laughs> but the monster was down there as well, Finn. Yeah, 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 yeah. The monster was down there as well, you know, but. Um, yeah, but it wasn't. It, nothing should ever be an unwinnable situation. Um, Tell that to Dick. And down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you literally told us at the beginning of the end you were going to try and kill us all repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but downstairs in because I can talk about Echo Two Three Seven because that doesn't exist anymore. Down there, there were hints to the what the place was, and <laughs> certainly it had nothing. I can say it had nothing to do with the creatures on the ship. I know some of you at that, that point were like, "This has happened to this. This must have been what happened to the satellite relay station." That wasn't. It was a basically yeah, decommissioned satellite relay station and something hit it and when something hit it part of that something stayed on it um but the mystery and the way you were like oh well, what is this part of this you know there were certain hints to certain certain bits um i don't think i was very clear and this was one of the things that i thought oh th you know this was going to be a, a bit of a moment the creature that was on echo 237 it was as well as it being a hideous nightmare that <laughs> had jaws and like techno organic monstrosity. If you remember, there was a there was something attached to it. It had an android attached to it. Mm. Uh, the thing I wasn't clear about, uh, and I should have remembered it at the time. It was wearing the same sort of overalls that Hutch was wearing on Icarus because it was a maintenance droid from Icarus. So it, it was it was one of those right okay. I would, and you always get get this these little things that are like <laughs> oh okay I should should have mentioned that because um, I think only Wendy saw the the back as this creature was rising up I believe she saw that something was and the the thing on the back the android that was part of it was not I want to kill you all yeah it looked like it it was it didn't want to be there it looked like it was in distress mm. so. Um, so there were lots but of yeah, different. Wendy would not have been noticing. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was just trying happen. to get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so much was happening at that point. So there was, there's, so Echo, seeing the bottom of Echo Two Three Seven was the first one, <clears throat> and there was a lot. To, there was a, there was more going on with the Icarus, as well, but quite rightly, no, none of you ever made the choice. That I thought, whoa, why don't? Oh, that's a bad choice. So you won't see my glorious things. Um, Every choice you made was the right choice. Everything you did was brilliant because you would you you you'd want to get out and you you had survived the moment you had the survivors as well and you wanted to get out. It's like these people need to get out. I'm going to make it difficult for them, but I, I need to facilitate that. If I was just going to go, well, all the doors are locked and you're trapped in, trapped inside this nightmare, knowing by that point that the players everything was leveling up, their panic everything was going bad <clears throat> that's just me being cruel if I'm going to, you know, I don't want to run, run a torture game as much as the players say I torture them 
think if, if we'd rolled if we'd rolled a whole set of marines in the first you know in the character creations we want to do a heavy military marine yeah. kind of thing you'd have just left us in there yeah in the icarus and said get on with it then yeah and but that's not what we rolled that's not what it yeah yeah and it's not how we set out yeah so. yeah and the way and you know it, it certainly led to a thrilling escape from the icarus as this ship hmm. was realizing Sam. you were trying to get off and Zam being a hero because the Icarus was sort of it, it was infecting the androids wasn't it would that have been harder for us if Dick had been with us rather than Blaze <laughs> tell, us, tell us Vince <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a parade. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, that's where Dick would have died. Yeah, possibly. It was interesting because we weren't at that. He wasn't there at that point. I guess I never really had to think about it. Um, and the bits with Dick that came up later in the season were, were things that were percolating in the brain. Um. They all, for the longest moment in time, the longest moment in time, the moment on Cassius Prime where you see Dick Sloan was the end of the season. That was how the season was going to end. But due to the events that happened, that went forward a couple of episodes. That's still there. That's still whatever that thing is, whatever that is happening, has just meant that season two is going to be even more exciting. <laughs> yeah, Gavel have to play two characters. Uh, I'm saying nothing, uh, <laughs> but I will say I did not take the the idea of taking someone's character and doing something without their consent. And Gav, I me- I messaged you afterwards. He doesn't know all the details, but I said, "Are you okay?" If I just do this little bit, um, which is um, I said yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, he said it. no, and he did it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's ruined my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we missed out on a season of those jokes. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Ever since I ripped his dick in half. <laughs> Oh dear. But no, uh so the first season has been fun for you all. I think what So yes, to go back to your point, PJ, the Icarus, there was a lot going on there. Um and certainly I thought about you know, that was one of those oh I thought about the layout and what's on this level and I know Lizzie was like, I wanna go to the spa <laughs> <laughs> There was all these little things, um, for what was essentially like a space Titanic kind of thing. It was a small scale like luxury yacht. Um and you didn't see them. But that's not to say that these things don't still exist or things things are changing and ever evolving. Who knows if the Icarus will be seen again? Well, we put all that effort into blowing it up. You did. Yeah. Really yeah. lost an arm. You did. Very windy lost an arm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's more <laughs> adapting, <laughs> that is. Yeah. Stressful game. Yeah. Um, in um, te- 
Yeah, go on. Vince, how, how did it feel when you were being Regis of Almont? Oh. And we were oh. Just oh, I hated you so much, So Vince. mean to you, because yeah. you were horrible. We hate you. Never hated yeah. you so much. And I call you a prick every session. Yeah, I know. I know that's just your way of saying you love me. Um... Was it was it fun to get your kind of acting chops around Regis? I think Regis, Regis is he's a fun one. Regis has been there from the beginning. He's one of the ones that's like you know he's obviously he is kind of a major point to the story in some ways. Um, and I knew, I mean, this story has got influences all over, but we all know that the corporate suit that doesn't care you know um and on you going into it they're going to hate this guy they're really going to hate this guy it wasn't and i did not play it and hopefully if you see it you i'm not playing it in a chew the scenery you're all below me kind of way i think his general dismissive attitude i cho- i chose to take a dismissive attitude to like mm. you didn't do your job so you're not getting mm. paid simple as that um i as a dm i wasn't expect i there was a <laughs> moment you, i was like you didn't expect everybody just to be like <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> i had i had Did you have him planned from the start yeah yeah Good God. um <laughs> um but when you have a character like that, you don't just drop them in all, all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. that's just... No, once was enough. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot more to, you know, he's... Echelon are the company that mm. are the big, you know, they own lots of different companies. They don't own Gibbous Incorporated, which is what the Susan O'Brien is part of. They don't own them. They hire them, which is part of the important... It's quite an important point, you know, that they've hired these people to do this. Um... But obviously, when you're part of the, you, you know these huge corporate, God knows what choices, what they're doing, and corporate espionage, or what they know and what they don't know, and all the little dealings. I haven't been too clear on how high up he is, although you you you've got some hints from a certain playback message. Um, but it was always he. He didn't go into that call not knowing things about you all. He knew as much as he could, which is why it, um, I had it in my pocket, as it were, when Bill Forrest was giving him... He was giving him both barrels. Rightfully so. I won't be from the point. They deservedly gave this piece of shit a lot of crap. Um... I mean, but Wendy threatened to assassinate. Yeah, him. that that I didn't expect. I was that was a moment of like, whoa. But I know when the doc was saying things, and I'm I mentioned a a little bit of detail about his backstory, and PJ shut down. You'll see it if you go back to that scene and on that episode. PJ stops like he doesn't say any more because Re just knows things. Um. But until that point, the doc was very rightfully sort of saying, "Why have you done? You know, this is terrible." He was the one thing the doc did say mm. is that he never lied, which is yeah. But after that, yeah, just... yeah, Jesse, and then, he, and then he, that was it. And then when Wendy said, "I'll 
come and get you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. You know, as as the warden, I was scared. Um, but Regis has to... I, Regis isn't a character that's going to be like... Ah! He was like, what? Do you realise what you're saying? Do you know what I mean? I, I had to sort of pivot and think... He's If he's a person like that, he's been threatened quite a lot. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> he's probably had a lot of people tell him that they're going to kill him. Oh, I hope uh, Wendy does find him in season um, two. <laughs> yeah. Spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what Wendy will find in season two? Um... But and and who knows what else we have? Season two. What season are we two. About? Why are we talking about this why mythical we, season why two? Why are we talking about this now? Well, I tell you what. Let's have a break for five minutes, oh. and then we'll come back. Because you don't know what you're t- going to say. I, yeah, I, yeah. I've got. I've got to think. I've got to think. I've got to think about what I'm to say. <laughs> See you in five. <laughs> hey, everybody. Vince here game warden and general mischief maker when it comes to the safe space show just wanted to say we hope you're enjoying the show so far and if you want to find out more about the other podcasts and general news that we have on the this network then why don't you follow us on social media on twitter we're at lawbreakerpod and you can follow us on instagram at lawbreakerradio just to be clear that's l-o-r-e breaker radio but follow us there We'll be sure to follow back and interact with the community and let you know a bit more about what's upcoming on the Lawbreaker Radio Network. But uh, I think without further ado, enough of me. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back to Regis bashing on the safe space end of transmission. We've, uh... (laughs) yes, even though we were off air for a little bit, the character was so hated that the players just couldn't help themselves talking about not liking that's this guy, it. but at the same time having fun not liking this guy. That's the most important thing. He's a prick. He's, <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but, and we'd love to know what you people at home thought of him as well. He only sure. had... He, he made me feel like I was working in a call centre again. Oh, PJ. Oh, mate. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, PJ. Spot on, yeah. Actually, yeah. God. There's, oh, there's God. been people on the phones that I've spoken to that have been like that. Yeah. And I could feel that kind of like, yeah, that anger was, yeah. Oh, I've dealt with so many people like that, and I'm just thinking, yeah. no, yeah. not having it. I... I'm so sorry. <laughs> but no, it was great because it meant speaking to him yeah. as the doc meant I got to say things back to him that I was I would have been fired for saying to <laughs> <laughs> Oh good. So it see, it's a way of tabletop is like therapy. Demons. Yes, exercising demons. <laughs> and certainly the players had their own individual demons or um they had their what are they? What are they called? Their conditions. The conditions. Yes, the conditions. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the one of the things about mothership is when you fail your panic check, you gain a condition, or something bad can happen, or it could be like a just a split second thing. I think Blaze has suffered a couple of things that have lasted for like ten minutes, haven't they? There was yeah, I've of... had cowardice, mm. and a couple of times I've I've upped my um. 
Minimum. Oh, minimum stress, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's like on four now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's on four now. So yeah. Jesus. Permanent. Yeah. Um, Got a bad ticker. But there are the others as well, the conditions that linger on. Zam, look at Jim there, smiling to himself. Have <laughs> <laughs> you not had any conditions, apart from being Zam? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, th- I think probably Divorcing. being Zam is the worst condition. Zam's, <laughs> Zam's particular demon still lives on Earth. <laughs> just just well, so you know I've... people as well a backstory earth has been thought about we haven't re- revealed any details to it um because also jim's backstory was quite a lot of earth was centered about it, so we went back and forth on what earth was like because i chose to i'm almost painting the picture of like this galaxy or this galaxy building with the player's choices in mind so earth is a certain thing that we haven't released yet. I might, we might tell the players off the air, but it's for you lovely people to decide. It was pretty cool though, wasn't it, Jim? What, what Earth is like. Oh, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, Zam hasn't had any conditions. His stress has gone up, but then he's managed to reduce it. He's basically fumbled his way through all these encounters and managed to come out the other end really, really well so far. Yeah. He I has was... a tendency to slide off the outside of spaceships. <laughs> Let's do that. A lot. Yeah. 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 Is that a condition? Yeah. I like that, the thought that his conditions, if he fails a, a check, <laughs> if he panics, his condition could be cheerful. <laughs> Wants to make that. friends. <laughs> Congenial. Yeah. Impulse <laughs> yeah. you picnic. Um... <laughs> Zam's been very brave though as well. There was the, there was the, one of the bigger monsters in the season, and Zam ran in. Obviously, the two Marines ran in, but Zam ran in with a handheld laser cutter and went at it. Proper Bruce yeah. Campbell well, style, absolutely covered yeah. in like gore and grew. Yeah. Was that the that captain? Thing of, that you was know, the you got to mm. you got to do something. But know? do you? That's the no. that's the oh, question. That's the I suppose. Yeah, I did thing, research. Yeah. He did yeah. research, and he then he found ki- the memory stick, and then he turned up and killed it. Mm. He just one shotted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> which which is another. Zam's, um, go on. Zam's not a big thinker, though, is he? He's not. He's not like. No, he did see the others get he, involved straight not, away. So yeah, and it was just kind of like right, mm. okay, get get stuck in. Yeah, he's got that kind of like you know mentality of just he's quite angry, so he'll just yeah. Go and, he, and, and he got smashed up for it. He got it. yeah. That was that oh, was yeah. the one time where he got really smashed up for it. Um, as did the did the dock. He um he suffered a lot of damage that particular time. Um, but he did keep his but hand. The acid vial. The acid vial and uh, the monster bit his arm. Oh yeah, chop your arm off. Yeah. Because you were putting acid in it. Yeah, yeah. Which is something. The lingering effects of that I didn't pick up on. Maybe that's a that's a failing. And I will say, every game's a, a learning, and there's certainly I've made lots of checks. I mean, people that would stick to the book on this game will know that you don't do that for that. And I've made roll checks on on the fly for weird things or for certain um, certain decisions. Um, and because sometimes, if we were doing stress for every check. All of these characters would be dead by episode two, um, if that was the case. So there's certain moments that are just thematically it's fun if they fail it. 
I'm not going to give them stress for something. You wouldn't get... Sh- I, I think you have to judge it. You have to weigh it up, don't you? Would you actually get stressed by this moment? No, you wouldn't. So you're not going to get stressed. Um, there was a really interesting thing watching the doc get stressed early and quickly and con- con- continually just getting more and more stressed. And Wendy didn't really feel any stress probably till halfway through the season. <laughs> Just because the roles just worked that way, yeah. she was quite chill anyway, and she, you know she was succeeding at stuff. And, like and I'm like, what is this stress mechanic thing? This is I don't <laughs> understand. And then the the marine panic spiral was the thing. It's like, holy cow, oh god. When it goes bad, ah. it, it goes bad. When it goes bad, it can go it really goes bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. I suddenly understood PJ's sort of. Ugh! Yeah, because game. I think oh my by God. the time we got off the Icarus, I had three conditions. So. <laughs> Which were what were the ones you had, PJ? At that particular time? Um, I can't remember because uh, the one I've still got is haunted. Mm. Um, I managed to get rid of the other two. One of them was the one I cannot remember what what they were, but one was where I gained stress whenever anyone else close by gained stress. That yeah. I hated. Oh, that, one. that was brutal. That was nasty. Let's have a look. Ah, uh, yes. Um... Now, when Wendy had doomed, uh-huh. uh, deflated, Still do. Doc, I deflated, believe. Yeah, deflated, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever a close crew member fails a save, game one stress. Which, if you're surrounded by all your crew, could be very bad. In stressful situations. And, of course, you are haunted. Yes, which, still. Which is nothing mechanically um, that will really affect you, but certainly thematically and story-wise, it's been a gift. Um, and certainly we because we got to step into a little bit almost supernatural Mm. it was the the real sort of ghost moments which were really nice which I genuinely thought the first time it happened it was a dream sequence yeah I know and then was it Zam finds me on the floor yeah the corridor yeah no he was no he was I thought that's what was going to happen but the way I had to get back to the ship I completely missed you Oh, yeah. It was Blaze yeah. found you, wasn't it? Blaze, yeah. yeah, Blaze found you, yeah. Yeah. Spark at that out. point, I think the doc... My idea was that if Zam did see the doc on the floor, he was just going to step over him and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's drunk again. Yeah. So, yeah. PJ you know. and Wendy, because you two are both... Well, PJ, you're haunted, and Wendy, you have nightmares. Does Has that informed your characters or how you've played them? Not me. It's it hasn't changed what I do as the doc. It's changed what Vince is doing to the doc. Right. <laughs> it did lead to mm. one of the my favourite funny funny moments of the campaign. <laughs> I think someone's playing games with me. Love games. <laughs> Love games. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Absolute fucking classic. I was laughing. I couldn't stop laughing at that. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you can have a bit of fun, but I also want it to still be... It's not like something that isn't tied into... Because PJ gave me such a wonderful little bit of information to the Doc's backstory that I can play into that. It's another way of showing a bit My of bad. that. Yeah. <laughs> was it better then that it was them? Because there's so much you can mine from. And if say it was Zam... That be his ex-wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would probably, yeah, yeah it, it, mother-in-law. Yeah, it would, would be interesting. 
I'm still waiting for the phone call. I'm still waiting for uh, us to be like on ship and there be a call and it's yeah. going to be Benice. Hmm. Don't, for, don't forget though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a bit of practice in the session zero. She's going to be I'm on correct. yeah the next ship in yeah. from. Um... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but playing playing Not into bad. Doc's lingering condition because some of these lingering conditions are just. They're just mechanical, like you gain mm. more stress or you have disadvantage mm. on your saves. But I, I like the idea that there's these th- thematic ones. I think if they were all like that, that'd be too much. Um, but just that, and it's almost like the right players got the right ones, I think. Um, and, and and I don't know when you're going to spring it on me either. That's yeah. mm. Mm. The interesting one about yours, PJ, is that it's not like when you're asleep. It's, no, it's, it's whatever, I can... Your your mind it's almost like Doc Forrest's mind has broken down to a point where something's opened up. Um, um his literally his past is coming back to haunt him. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. And it was very interesting, PJ, that when I gave you the option of getting rid of certain conditions, that was the one you kept. Because that didn't affect my fucking stress. <laughs> well, not his not, yes. his, char- not his character stress, <laughs> but wait until season two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, whereas Wendy's has been that is a mechanical one isn't it Wendy because you do have I think you have disadvantage on comfort saves so I've got nightmares Um, I did have coward and I think that's what happened at the Icarus and why we we left the Icarus so quickly was that both Blaze and Wendy became cowards at the same time Yeah, and the doc's already won so it's like we're running away from this Um, but that's gone she has nightmares. Um, the phobia of tentacles, thanks. So the thing that was most precious and kind of lovely to her is now not no that longer was, available. That was horrible. That has a that, mechanic. The way that, that played out was just... And then doomed, which is feeling really cursed and unlucky, which actually really fits nicely with the whole vibe. And mm. um, that has a dice thing as well. Yeah. Um, but Len- so yeah, thanks for that. But Wendy's lent into that, you know, feeling doomed and unlucky and then... Wendy's almost went nihilistic and such. She's lent this, into this it is... to like. Lizzie the player really has totally gone. Right, if I'm going to be all of these things, I'm going to be all of these things. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to get very different Wendy from what you had at the start. Which is brilliant, and I think shows um, the way that players can play this game. It's like just because it says it on the sheet, you can play it in a certain way that still thematically it is that, but you're playing it so brilliantly because it's manifesting in lots of different ways. You know, all of these conditions, she's becoming a different character. And by her mm. becoming a different character, she's getting different relationships with other characters. And you know, the mostly way... fear and pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just completely so, me, shutting I'm, down. I know Zam was treating her like a like an airy fairy hippie to begin with. Yeah, and yeah. now it's completely. You know, there's a, this new side to her now, and it's. it's Probably a bit scary. Yeah, I know the captain Probably. Doesn't, doesn't quite know what to make of it. She's she, the captain's concerned, not necessarily scared, well, but just sort of like, "Are you okay?" I think it's the thing that everybody thought Wendy was a bit crazy because she was worshiping an octopus, and then you kind of go, "Actually, maybe that was the thing that was keeping her not like this, mm. not like bar fights and sticking in it." Blaze quite likes the new Wendy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't really understand the hippie Wendy, yeah. but now now he's like, ah, oh, the There is also Wendy. the element mm. of like, 
oh, she, you know, she's alright, she's harmless. She believes in these things, but she's harmless. And now we've discovered she's, she's not harmless in any way, shape or form. Um, which is brilliant. And it's probably what the, the crew need. The crew need a wedding. <laughs> and, a wild card. Yeah, a total wild card. But how have, obviously you've got that condition of the nightmares. How's that been for you, Lizzie? Um, it's a weird one because because the nightmares sometimes are kind of narrated bits. Yeah. And it's like, well, how much do you get to interact with your nightmare from mm. a, a you know a playthrough point of view? Is it something where there's going to be a role or you can sort mm. of say something in your dream or whatever? Um, I try to put that in though. I try. I, they, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be like, this is what's happening. I, I'm always like, you are here. This is what you can see. What do you do? And and they have been quite. Ooh. One Ooh. of them was one of them was quite. Some of them have a, a certain amount of improv to them, but one of them was mm. a little backstory-ish in yeah. some kind of way, yeah. which was fascinating because that, yeah. that was good for me to sort of. I put that scene there, and how you interacted with it gave me an idea. Mm. Of, this is what kind of she was probably like in this particular yeah. moment. So, yeah. and then, and then went, there was just a kind of icky. Then it went horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nightmares, things like this for like game masters and stuff. You can just riff on it, can't you? You just think mm. we've watched enough horror movies. You know, you can just put someone in a, in a completely dark space and just say you you feel yourself sinking in tar. That just thinking about that is the worst thing in the world. Um, so I can just go a little bit crazy with like things that will ick people out a little bit. Yeah, and also because of the tentacles and everything, which. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but let's let's turn let's go PvP right now. As um, obviously these four players have uh, no, not literally Lizzie. You just immediately you got the Wendy there. The just Wendy. Ready, it's, ready this, to, yeah. it's the context. It's you guys. It's you know I've got roll twenty open in front of me. It's all, I'm ready. <laughs> She's ready to go. Dice. Got the dice. Wendy um, is just here. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, obviously, I've watched these players and characters evolve and get used to interacting and playing the game with one another. And learn- we've all been learning this game together as one. Um, but now I'm going to turn it to the players. If there's anything they want to ask about moments in the game or their characters, feel free. Shall I pick someone to start? Eeny, meeny, miny, PJ. Oh, no. Lizzie wants to go first. I have a a question for Jim. Oh, right. Okay. At the points when Zam was... Because when we came off the Echo 237, Zam almost drifted off into space. I think. That was the the, the Icarus. Off the Icarus, that was. Yeah, yeah. I thought you... Oh, no, there was... There were there were two. No. I think it happened. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. There was a point where he was floating. It's like you're floating in yeah. that bridge yeah. thing, and you're almost gone. Did you think you were a goner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was fully prepared for that to be the end of end of Zam. Yeah. Aww. Both times. Yeah. Both times. Yeah. I don't want to ask well, if you had like parting words from him because he might still need them. <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, it was, I think, the Icarus 
was more definitely um, a thing of getting everybody else onto the ship, and if Zam has to die doing it, then that's fine. I was okay with that. The first oh. time on the Echo Station, I was like, oh no, I don't want him to die yet, you know? But yeah, I think at the point where we, we were getting off the Icarus, it was like, oh, this would be this would be an okay time for him to go. Like the reports back home would be kind of like, he died a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you dying in front of everyone, making it look as though you saved us all. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. And do you think the game, how might the game have felt, I'm just thinking this now, the first time, how the game might have felt different if on the, t the Echo 237, if you'd gone off, having just literally ripped ripped dick apart um if we'd also then lost zam we probably would have been sitting here going this game is impossible <laughs> yeah 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 i think so yeah and certainly the, the game can be... his... yeah yeah we would have got, got his got backup his and trust yeah. me yeah. People, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that is a backup that you may see even if zam is alive and i've talked to jim about this the reason why oh. that might be the case <laughs> um, oh. Yes, you might see him. Oh. Yeah, depending on how things play out. Um, yeah, nothing to worry about. It doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean Jim's going to have to interact, have his two characters interacting. There, there could be a situation oh. where that the backup character is needed. Okay. Well, I, think, I think we'll all try and manipulate that to yeah. happen. Where <laughs> to get Jim to yeah. just talk to himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm well up for that. Yeah, I think character death is a very important thing in games. It shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, and I know certainly the the warden's operation manual does it does stress that when a player loses, it says this in the manual as well. Um, when a player loses their character, it's a big thing. It's not for me to go, "Wow, you've just been eaten. You've been swallowed whole. Goodbye to that character." Um, <laughs> If such a, if such a thing happens, then I will pass it over. The player should always have their last moment. They should have a moment to, even if they die horribly. That's up to the player to, you know, if something bad happens, just like they're torn apart by zombies or, or something stupid like that. It always be what are the last moments like for this character, and hand it to the player. It should always be like that. It's the, the, I never treat a game like I'm against the players players might feel, might feel like that sometimes and PJ certainly complains about it but um, but we're all in this together and uh, you know I'm just setting up the hurdles for them to and uh, the hurdles and the puzzles for them to figure out and overcome and and uh, and hopefully and the, th the problem is they've created characters I really love so I'm going to feel it as much as everyone else <laughs> when we they die we've reached that point now haven't we where, um, where they develop yeah. enough that if one of them goes now I think yeah, yeah, it'll be really impactful. Then, mm. also, then maybe there'll be a point when the different characters get to the end of their kind of their their little arc or whatever, and then they all just charge towards death, going, "I can go now! <laughs> I've concluded that. You now you know, know my backstory." Yeah. I don't know about. I feel like Jim and Lizzie, you've got a bit more on this than I do, but I have absolutely nothing on my second character. I've got the name and the stats. <laughs> That's it. I know That's nothing right. else about them. I have names and some stats, and I have one bit of background. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of background that should we ever do a spin-off, maybe Lizzie, mm. maybe maybe a prequel. We'll we'll see a little. 
Who knows? There's a big wide galaxy out there. Well, that's what a Zam prequel. Or not your name is Married. Oh, God. <laughs> what a world that would be. It'd be like a terrible 50s sitcom. A little sitcom, yeah. Exactly. I'm just imagining kind of Married with Children. But... Yeah. <laughs> That'd be that's the Everybody hates horror. Zam. Yeah. That, that's the Wham Zam. Thank yeah, you, man. Like, I love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> you all hate Zam. Yeah. Um, but do you have. Does anyone else have questions for your fellow players? Come on. Seeing them all think now. It's like I've just I'd dropped like a puzzle. To know, I'd like to know how it's been for Wendy with the Switch. Like, have you enjoyed playing Wendy more as a Marine or were you enjoying it more as a hippie? Um, I, I've really enjoyed changing her do you know what i mean i love playing her as the hippie she was just really good fun and just you could just do stupid stuff but very calmly i mean you say that there, were, there, were, certain, there were certain moments there, there were, were certain always... moments this acidic wit came out yeah. wendy would say something and just have a look of her uh, and you knew there was something underneath it all that i really liked i mean the, when you first met wendy I, I confess i was listening to the very beginning of episode one before we started this and you first meet Wendy and she's sitting there with a knife, a kitchen knife, doing that through her hand. Yeah. Doing the bishop. But she's yeah, yeah. but she's crocheting a thing, uh, like a bandage splint for Dick's lost finger, broken finger, which he had. Mm. And it's like that. Which you caused. Which, okay. Which Wendy might have accidentally caused by rescuing Dick again in a previous non-broadcast episode. Um, but it's that thing that she's like, she's doing this really sweet thing of making, crocheting something for somebody, but she's doing it with a military Mil knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's always that yeah. <laughs> hidden underneath it all. And, and now that the, the top layer of all of that piece has gone, she's, she's grappling with some issues. Were you always like ready to have that, like the sort of shaving the head moment not literally that but the when he's um, going to come back as a scary marine i didn't expect that wendy's religion would be taken away from her so mm. completely <laughs> yeah that was really her newfound phobia of all things with tentacles and that uh, that was that was purely a mechanical thing that was <laughs> like just the nature of the game the way that fell out when mm. that whole thing happened, was like, oh no! I was like, this is a fundamental part of the character that Lizzie built, and the mechanics have dictated that she's now that this character is scared of it. That changes mm. everything, doesn't it? So probably, if that hadn't happened, you might have had more flashes of old Wendy, if you, of violent Wendy, but not ultra violent Wendy. And would... the GI Jane thing was just fun. That was like, mm. I'm going to do that. Yeah. How would hippie Wendy have reacted to losing an arm? Oh, God. Oh. Hippie Wendy would have not had a fight with the guy in the bar in the first place. So oh, that brilliant. Dropping both glasses club. and turning around and clocking. <laughs> probably would have made like Fight Club into some sort of drum circle. <laughs> Or gong bath experience. I love that. And we'd have been doing like a parade of the giant octopus through the town. Oh my god! It, yeah. Maybe so she'd like have gone Wendy all like proselytizing and evangelical about it. Yeah. 
I feel like she would have been the one drinking on her own. (laughs) (laughs) Green tea. While everyone else is like... Mm. (laughs) Come on, Zand boy. (laughs) That would never have happened. You always always intended... You had the credit card. Yeah. Yeah. What's it been like for you all like interacting with Blaze? I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> He's a really fun because I think Blaze is someone who I think takes things very much at face value. Is the impression I get, which means that you can mess with him a little bit. Like when he first came out and the doc tried to convince him he was the janitor. <laughs> yeah, and and he believed you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the thing. Is like... <laughs> yeah. It's, it was yeah. kind of weird because I didn't really know, you know, it's like, who's this new character and what's he what's he all about and what's his extended backstory? And, and then eventually yeah. go, actually, he and Wendy speak the same language. The toothpick you know, moment. In training, yeah. they have matching toothpicks. Which is in the lost episode. Oh. oh. For, those, for those who don't know, there was a moment when uh, Blaze is immediately winding up most of the crew the wrong the wrong way just by being a bull in a he's a bull oh, in a china shop of a human macho. being macho oh my god macho just <laughs> let's get on it um it didn't help that when he woke up from cryosleep he had a stim pack and his adrenaline was just going so he was like a hyperactive baby for the first like day <laughs> so immediately and of course this is a crew who have just said goodbye to someone that they care about in, the, in their own unique way and he comes in like sad about him but then both of the players have an item in their inventory. Their trinket, I believe it is, isn't it? Mm. It's a yeah. metal toothpick, which you both crafted as a military thing, didn't you, in this scene? Yeah, yeah. it was like from Just, military academy, marine academy. Yeah, ad-libbed that it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very good <laughs> from the academy. What was the name of yours? Jezebel. Yeah, and mine was Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> Titanium toothpicks, that's what it is, isn't mm. it? You get a, yeah. yeah, I think we... Yeah. Is that something that the Marines get, or is that just a random? That was a random. That was a random thing. You both managed to roll, but now it's now it's cannon. Marines. <laughs> if you Marines meet a to... Marine in Mothership, they're gonna have a titanium toothpick yeah. with some sort of epic name, yeah. Old Testament name. Yeah, you got you got to name your pick, man. <laughs> but that was so good, and that was yeah, that was so. Oh, I didn't realise that was in the last one. Um, but that was an interesting moment of a Marine meeting a Marine and. All of a sudden, these two characters had a connection that they didn't. And it was it was also extra special, I think, is because we didn't know, or uh, Blaze didn't know that she was a Marine. Mm. Just thought it was some hippie right up until the toothpick. And then it was like, ah, ah, we are kindred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then, it, yeah, you had a lot more respect for her after that. Yeah. I'm going to ask an important question I to mean... PJ. Uh-oh. How does Doc Forrest feel about the crew? If you can say. You don't have to spoil anything. But... He... Grudgingly, I think he's he's sort of grown to like and respect them to a point. Um, I think that the Doc was put in a position I really wasn't expecting on the Icarus. Basically, I... <laughs> When we were rolling up characters, none of us wanted to be the captain. I don't think any of us wanted to have that mm. sort of. Which is why position. the captain is an NPC that has yeah. her own stat block. Most NPCs have like they have just one wound. They've got a couple of simple stats. They don't have lots of different things. The captain has her own stat block, much like the players. Yeah, but I sort of found 
on the Icarus that the Doc did find himself in this leadership position. Yeah. And at that point, I suddenly felt him becoming very protective of the other characters, and not just because that was the job, but because he he does he 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 does genuinely like him, even Zam in some small way. <laughs> they, <laughs> I don't have to lie; it's fine. <laughs> but I think. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> you need to say no more. Um. Okay. How does Zam feel about the rest of the crew, and Jim, without giving too much um, away? How do you think he? I I think probably somewhere deep down he he's all right with the doc because they're very similar kind of like attitudes. But the dock is just more likable on the ship, I think. So, is he? He's got the booze. Yeah. Well, more people like the dock than they do Zam. So, oh, we all love Zam. Think... No, 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 not in character. Oh, no. right. <laughs> we really left him behind. Um, <laughs> no, so I think he, he probably like gets on okay with the dock. He seemed to be all right with Dick, even though Dick was a robot. He seemed to be all right with them. Um, he's like gone like with Wendy. Couple. They were like the odd couple, weren't they? Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. He's gone all right with Wendy, but I think to begin with, he didn't really like Wendy because she was so kind of like airy fairy. Um, they got on all right with on the Icarus. He hasn't really spent much time mm. with new Wendy, I think. So I think he's probably just seen the kind of like periphery of it and he's a bit scared of her mm. um, and he doesn't like Blaze <laughs> just doesn't like Blaze that's fair it was that dress uniform wasn't it that officer and gentleman yeah. moment that probably got, was like oh that got so ruined <laughs> deep dive into it it was the altercation in the in that like pool room on the Icarus ah, okay. the one oh, like, major thing but I think he's more threatened by him hmm because yeah. he's quite a like, tough, strong, masculine character, and he's uh, yeah. and we can't understate this. Zan, Zan Blaze is a, a he's a wall, he's a brick wall of a man, yeah. isn't he? Blaze Kelvin. Yeah, I can't remember. He's like seven foot or something. <laughs> God, I don't think we said that. <laughs> yeah, at least eight foot. Exactly. Twelve foot, twelve foat tall. I think he's got yeah, his yeah, own yeah, gravitational yeah. field. Yeah. He's uh, a bit taller than the Burj Khalifa, I think. We <laughs> <laughs> um. I think he, he does really respect the captain, even though he really pushes back against the captain. Yeah, he does. That he he kind of feels like he can do that and get away with it, because he knows he knows there's a bit of a relationship there with the captain. Hmm. Um, and he's indifferent to Darcy. Darcy's just hardware, so... You Darcy's know. the ship AI, who hasn't been in this as much as I thought they were going to be. I will say... <laughs> Probably, thankfully, there's been enough NPCs for me to think about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but um, what about Blaze, then, Kevin? How, what's um, his current situation? Well, currently, I think he likes... I think he likes all the crew. Uh, maybe Zam slightly less than the others. <laughs> but since the Icarus incident, he's respected Zam a lot more probably not outwardly showing it 
mm. or inviting him out for drinks, but I don't think he's going to be actively antagonistic. I don't think he has been since. I mean, they that's the weird thing, though, isn't it? As soon as, soon as like, everybody went off to the bar and Zam was on his own in the other bar, we've never all properly been together for a, an extended period of yeah. time then. Everyone yeah. came and together like, for the plan. The chairs, yeah. Oh, not the chairs, the cryo pods. Yeah, everyone but, came yeah, together for the plan. Everybody was, yeah, everybody was, like, doing stuff then. So we've mm. all been distracted. We haven't had, like, a character moment together, I don't think. We've all just been kind of yeah. like, this is mm. the plan, this is what we need to yeah. do. But before, there was a lot more, like, finger-pointing from my character. Like, I blamed you for... Letting Ooh. Dick get killed. I blamed you for coming up with a shit plan on Icarus. <laughs> like, yeah. So there's, yeah. there's a lot less of that now. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I think he's just because when he first woke up, he was just a, a, a grumpy, throwing his weight about. Yeah. A bit of a prick. But, I think um, I think this game system as well. It's easier and certainly more interesting for players to psychologically turn on one another. Do you know what I mean? That paranoia and just characters pointing fingers, like as you say, Gav, like just completely arguing all the time. You don't mm. want that necessarily with your D and D campaign, where everyone has mm. to become a little family together. Whereas games like this invite that sort of like, what do you think you were doing? What the hell were you doing? And then like, there's the arguments that could lead to, you know, tragedy. <laughs> Which I hope, by the way, like I'm really sorry if anyone's found that like off-putting or whatever. Like I don't mean to. For him to be horrible. Oh, I well, think I no. no I, th- I think Blaze, Blaze has shown signs of being a, a likable guy. I think he's hilarious as well. So, right. I fully went into it wanting to make a character that wasn't going to be that likable. Yeah. So, the fact that he got left behind. If they, that, yeah, if they just if they just blue if they just blueprints really, of likable really characters, they're boring. So I also think that they didn't necessarily maliciously leave him out. Yeah, it's almost that when the you know the if they've landed on places, they've all got a stronger bond. Up, thing, and also they an important just thing would have almost kind of forgotten him slightly. Not yeah. it's yeah. not like, let's yeah. not invite him. It's like let's all go to the pub. Yeah. Like, and when they all went there? to the bar, the captain wasn't with them. The captain was mm. off doing. She probably would have been the one that would have been like we need to get Zam needs to be here mm. as well. Also, it's like we're so used to him being in the uh, the engine room. Doing his own yeah. thing. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting things with a hammer. Yeah. Oh, that comes up so much. Yeah. That was that was one of my favourite moments was um when there were character moments going on. And I was just thinking, when do I insert a clang to really get it? <laughs> <laughs> throw everybody off? Yeah. It was just it was like perfect. just get to the point and they go, clang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to this game. That we haven't shown yet, but okay. Lastly, and this is going to be very interesting. How how is this Wendy? How does she feel about the people that she's spending time with right now? Oh blimey! Um, feel free to not say anything if it's still something that's developing. Then, how does she feel in general? <laughs> You're <right>. violent. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she feels doomed and all of these things. That there's 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 nothing. And um, there's been some really kind of moments of dialogue, particularly with there was a little exchange with Sarah. Um, yeah, what was that? Was that when she and was it was, training? It was, um, no, it was oh. when um, Wendy 
uh, injured her arm. Mm. And Sarah said something like, does it hurt? And when he said, what, the absence? And Sarah said, yes. And it's like, oh my God, this is working on so many levels right now. Yeah. Um. And... At that, yeah. moment, at that moment, PJ went, oh no, we broke Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think the doc would like Sarah to be hanging out with Wendy because it's two traumatised people not dealing with their trauma in the ideal way. Mm. <laughs> and certainly this game does bring up themes like that, people. And we hope you have enjoyed the, the campaign, and like, but the story will go in certain ways and, you know... As we we do we do try to give the warning, so we hope you have enjoyed. You know, if we'll go to some dark places, we'll go to the funny places. Um, certainly, there was there was one moment that I was I was playing back in my head, thinking, "What well, did I go too far with that?" And that was the Regis. The, not Regis. Regis <laughs> Regis wasn't far was enough. Too far. Regis wasn't far enough. It was the um, recording of Darwin Buchanan. Mm. That was that was a probably the darkest moment. And it wasn't even a moment that we were all visually seeing. That felt pitch perfect to me. Mm. Yeah. Like, that landed. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It made me think of uh, Event Horizon when they get that yeah, same. SOS type, type mm. thing. Yeah. Like... yeah. Question which maybe you don't have to answer, Vince, you don't have to answer it if this is a thing that might come back. Um, if we had gone, continued exploring the Icarus, there was one room, it might be like a VIP lounge which had one person sitting in a chair who was dead, would that have been him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There was, uh, there was enough kind of details there, because mm. you saw it on a, mo- a security monitor, wasn't it? There was mm. blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have seen a, a few more details. That. Okay. So that was, you know, little bits were there. Um... But the data tape was always... You had it for so long. <laughs> I know. And I was thinking, when are they going to... Are they going to play this at some point? But, um... I don't know, it just worked. We didn't have the tech, did we? No, we didn't have, didn't yeah, really we have, didn't have, have any equipment. Zam yeah. thought about put, putting something together, I remember. But it wasn't until you met Fletcher that you found someone yeah. that could deal with all that. Oh, God, if you jerry-rigged something on the Susan O'Brien... Brian... Um, and played it. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> God, it would have just been running forever and not gone anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of different ways that this oh, campaign. That's a sobering thought. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of different ways that this this could have gone, but it went the way it did. And what what a season it was! I think. I think by the end, when we ended. We've all felt like, uh, well, I don't, I can't speak for my players, and I won't, so I'll leave them to answer for themselves. It felt like we were just, just getting started, and we were ready to keep rolling. Um, but we're at a nice place where we could, everything could fade out, even though the players didn't trust me, and certainly there was a scene, there was an epilogue scene, <laughs> um, of which things were hinted at in the leading up to it. Still don't uh, trust you. Yeah, yeah, and you might not to. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to announce season two with an all new cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Vince. Well, those well. four characters tragically died in a boating yeah. accident. Yeah, <laughs> on their way back to their home planet. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, as we're talking about season two, we've 
we've constantly been mentioning it, what's going to happen next. I can I can tell you that Safe Space is going to return. We've had so much fun playing this game that we're just figuring out. And we're going to get back together to do some more ep- episodes of this. We're going to be back in spring of 2023 in the <gasps> scheduled. Yes. Um, Safe Space Season 2. I haven't got a name for it, but insert this. Safe Space 2, Space Harder. <laughs> space Safer. Oh, there we go. Uh, Safe spacer. Uh, <laughs> but there's certainly uh, there's enough plot threads that were left dangling, some that were created. There's a lot more that could happen on Cassius Prime. Um, but don't yeah. worry, this probably isn't going to be like The Walking Dead Season 2, where they've been on the farm for, for three seasons. Um, <laughs> um, who knows? Seriously, there- you give us a biodome. This yeah, is now there's a biodome, there's a colony. Cultivation and gardening There's episode. a colony. <laughs> uh, uh, and here's a little tidbit. put on a show. Here's a little tidbit for all my players. Cassius Prime didn't exist when I started this, running this game. <laughs> it did not exist. <laughs> he was expecting us to die on the Icarus. You were expecting us to be chased I around by the Icarus. I thought, you, I thought you'd be on the Icarus for about three more episodes. And you left. <laughs> it was trying to kill us. <laughs> so I was like, okay. What were we meant to do? Okay, it was so the panic rolls that really mm, uh, yeah, that yeah. And, and I was thinking, noise. what are we going to do? And the, and the host- not the hostages, the people we saved. Yeah. What are they called? They're not called hostages, are they? They're not called NPCs. Survivors. There so, you go. Survivors, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, so you had, you had those bits of story. You had this like, what are we going to do for the rest of the season? Float about in space, I suppose. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> um, so Cassius Prime has now become, and it's it's blossomed and, and bloomed and turned into something quite quite spectacular. Um, and there's storylines branching off. The, the players don't know what's going on, <laughs> uh, even when the epilogue. And I, I trust my players, which is why I can have that scene at the end of the season. And they won't meta game too much, you know, just because they know that they won't play it elsewhere. They'll play into it. But hopefully, I gave them enough to be worried, or constantly, or thoughtful. But yeah, yeah, spring twenty twenty three, we will be back. It will be more action packed. There will be more mysteries. There'll be more intensity, and there'll be a couple of different stat changes and some mechanics going on. As I said before, I've been looking at the player manual and the op- the warden's operation manual because it's it's literally just give me the keys to go to open this world up. So I'm going to be working with the players before season three. We'll probably have like a session one point five where, and I'm gonna I might as well announce it here. We're gonna add a new stat block to these <gasps> these players' character sheets, which aren't normally there, but I think because of the nature of of this show and this campaign makes sense there's going to be a social stat block so when they're Sounds in social going to be low yeah so in their social <laughs> sh- not if he rolls high it's advantage when he's he drunk. rolls high he, he could roll to, high oh my God. he could roll really high um, yeah, we're going to figure chatty. out those stats in the same way that we figured out the, the speed and the intellect and everything else but there's going to be one one more so that isn't in the normal player's manual but what the, the you can do that with the game. So we're 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 adding to the homebrew nature of Safe Space by adding that little bit. 
Um, so, be funny when they start running against that when I start saying, make a social check. And what's like, oh god, I only asked for a packet of cheese and onion crisps and I got a critical <laughs> fail! It's uh, more stressful than the social situation. Oh god! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The stress is always multiplied by two whenever you fail on a social situation. You've embarrassed yourself. <laughs> yeah, I may also um, oh make God. some modifications to a couple of the tables. Now, I'm just going to be upfront with everyone. Everyone now that there are the tables in the players' manual and the wardens' manuals and stuff. They're brilliant, um, but I'm going to tweak a couple of them. I don't think I'll tweak the um, conditions because they seem to be... Well, they're working pretty well for us, aren't they? Um, for the wound table, the wound table can be pretty brutal. <laughs> pretty brutal. Um, and the fact that... I mean, Wendy rolled a seven and she lost an arm. Which... That shocked everyone. I mean, it was a vibrate day. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vibrate day. Yeah. It's a, it was a big space weapon. Yeah, it's my own fault. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that when a player says that. It was my own fault. How many times does a player say that? Um, but I may slightly adjust some of that. Um, I know on that the wounds table, if you roll a nine, you're dead. <laughs> so. Yeah, don't I might, make it easy on us. I Vince. might, I might switch. Don't, don't pretend to be nice. Have I made it easier on easy on you so far? Look at PJ's face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but so there, there may be some, some little tweaks. I'll probably talk about it during the show as well. And I ho- hopefully, for you people uh, watching and listening at home, um, I'm adequately describing some of the mechanics um, because seriously, we've had so much fun. We hope you pick up this game. And play it as well because tabletop role-playing games is just so much fun, especially when you're with a group of players that you trust and you love rolling dice with. And uh, even when they're mean to me, I love it. Do it to yourself. Please. Yeah, but did I, did I say listen? Did I say listen then? I did say those listening. Yes. Oh, here we go. Segway. 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 No. Yes. Because like nobody's paying any attention to us, Vince. What do you mean? <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm drinking constantly. Um, no. Safe space. The audio podcast. We've announced it on social media at Safe Space RPG, but the audio versions of this season are going to be available at the beginning of January 2023. Hooray. We kick off the new year with uh, episode one. So if you if you prefer just listening as a podcast, it's going to be available all of season one. We're going to do it week by week. And, and from then on, you'll be able to get a video or audio version of the show. A uh, small treat for the people doing the audio podcast. Elliot Red is slightly reworking the theme tune. Uh, for the audio version, so yes, yes, nice. And um, as I've got a little bit of a tiny amount of podcast knowledge and editing knowledge, um, there's going to be a little bit of an introduction and an outro because um, you won't necessarily catch all the "Hello and welcome to Safe Space." <laughs> you won't necessarily hear all of that. <laughs> you won't necessarily. <laughs> you won't necessarily hear all of that. Me completely fluff all of my intros. 
Um, There's going to be a whole separate podcast, which is only intros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the intro cast. Um, yeah. So, but there will be a like specific intro. It's almost like a. And I've had this before. One of the things that gave me the idea is when I've I've recorded D and D for some of my groups to listen back to and like make notes and stuff. I've I've just always done it. And sometimes they play it for other people, and the people will be like, "You should release this as a podcast. It's like an audio, you know, it's like an audio play. This is really fun to listen to." And I'm like, "Well, I can't because I use copyrighted music and everything in those, and no, one, no one can ever listen to that." Um, but then I thought, well, you know, maybe with the right sort of tweaking, we can do something that would be so. Safe space. The podcast is going to be available from January 2023. Yay! Um, and where can you find it? Well, you'll be able to find it on the new podcast network, of which I'm showing the logo now. Yes, Lawbreaker Radio. The players can't see it, but the players have probably already seen it. Uh, Lawbreaker Radio, which is a new sort of podcast uh, network that's kicking off in in January 2023. It's basically just going to be full of games like this. Um, tabletop RPG games where we just... A group of friends get together, roll dice, and, and tell some stories. Um in a in a it's always going to be funny in a in a kind of way um no date cinematic there's going to be some sound effects with some of them i don't know how much i'll be able to do to the safe space one but there are going to be some audio only shows elsewhere coming up um of which you might hear something about in a minute um but safe space um is going to be our first show debuting on there um you can find it i mean it's lawbreaker.podbean.com um it'll be on how are you spelling this vince Lawbreaker, L. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, you're it's, welcome. <laughs> and yeah, that's probably a good idea, really, wasn't it? Because um, you know, I just showed a logo, but the audio listeners can't hear this. Um, L O R E <laughs> Breaker dot Podbean dot com. Why is it and called we'll see that? What you did there? Because all of the law I create, my players constantly break. So, <laughs> <laughs> so go to Lawbreaker dot Podbean dot com. It will be available on all, all your um, podcasts. Um, wherever you get your podcasts and it's going to be full of great shows such as Safe Space and shortly after that I've got a little graphic for this as well which um, mm-hmm. will be up on online the second show which is The Wretched Crown which is which is a Merc Borg actual play campaign now if you thought this was horrific wait until you see what we've got planned for that <laughs> Um, anyone who knows the Merc Borg um, game will know it's a sort of a dark apocalyptic fantasy setting where the world is dying and it's only a matter of time. The only things in, in that world are hideous creatures and people that are probably quite nasty. And we're deciding to play in that sandbox. So, uh, yes, you may. there may be a couple of voices of this show that you might recognise as well as uh, a new voice. Yes. Shall I announce it here? Well, hopefully not. You can't recognise the voices. Oh, you, you won't recognise the voices, voices, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> Hello! Please, yeah. it's back again! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a one-trick pony. Um, <laughs> but yes, but look forward to that, because that'll be um, up shortly after spa- Safe Space. And then there'll be a... There's a third planned show for later in 2023, but we're not saying anything about that just yet. So I've got enough on my plate. Uh, <laughs> It's a banquet. It's a banquet, yes. Um, and of course, Safe Space Season 2 will be on there as well. So you can follow it at L-O-R-E Breaker Pod on Twitter, at Lawbreaker Radio on Instagram. Um, please go follow and check us out because 
This is um, a big adventure that I've decided to go on. Uh, and I blame these four, these four here, because it was so much fun doing this. I think Safe Space will be the only video show as well, I think. Because we're the prettiest players. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, but the others will be audio only with some bells and whistles and stuff like that. But please, You're beautiful. <laughs> they're all beautiful players. I think I think you can all agree. And I've I've had immense fun playing with you guys um, over this season. So thank you very much for taking this journey with me because we really we literally stepped into the dark. I had never run this game before. Our session zero, and no one knew really about Mothership until we did the character creation night, which was an epic night in itself. I thoroughly recommend people just have a character creation night. Yeah, because it's just mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, I think one of my favourite bits. Sorry, we haven't talked about that very much, but character creation was really good fun. Didn't take it's quite a quick process, and then you can just make shit up about your characters. And um, Vince left the room for a few minutes. And we were going to talk just amongst ourselves. We were going to have a natter and we were going to maybe talk about the ship. When he got back, we were going to talk about the ship that mm. we were going to have. And by the time he'd got back, we had named the ship and come up with all the backstory as to why the ship is called the Susan O'Brien and who <laughs> Susan O'Brien was and, and how <laughs> heroic she was. Mm. And yeah. And the mistake error in writing. Yeah. Yeah. That it's the Susan yeah. O'Brien on the, on the side of the ship. Which hasn't really come into the story too much right now. There's a little bit no. of it, um, but they haven't got back to their own system yet. It's probably that sort of details when they meet, if if they ever meet some of their fellow junkers, that's totally mm. going to be a thing. But um, that was like the the bonding of this crew yeah. on on the Susan O'Brien was very much like the naming yeah. of yeah um, yeah. And you came As, back and we're like, hi, we've done it. Yeah. They also <laughs> named the captain. And I don't know if anyone's picked oh, up on that. And the computer. And the computer. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's picked go up. Go back and listen. Yeah, go back and listen. See if you can figure it out. It's there. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not hiding. It's not really hiding. But it's funny. It was. It was interesting to see the way the name started, and then it evolved. Because it almost had a little bit of an alien vibe, and then went somewhere else entirely. Um, but thank you for listening, and watching the show, everyone. We really do appreciate it. We, you know. Um, it's been great. I, the, we saw that I saw the numbers spike on the finale, so I hope you enjoyed that because it got really crazy in a fun way, and our longest show ever as well. So that's something I'm going to try and nail down. <laughs> I'm going to try and make sure that we're not going until like forever, which I'm going to do now because I'm, I'm going to finish this up because I've got some uh, campaign notes to make. So while I go off and do that, where can these lovely people find you, wonderful players? For the last time of season one, Jim, where can they find you? Twitter! <laughs> At JimBob1978. Same place. At Lizzie Boyle says, or um, the Ski Shoot Repeat podcast, which is at Ski Shoot Repeat on Twitter as well. Yeah, it's a great show. Gav. Twitter! <laughs> At Bob Goblin. Same on Instagram as well and PJ Twitter has <laughs> <laughs> that deflated condition come back yeah <laughs> I just I can't get enthusiastic about Twitter anymore yeah. <laughs> um, at PJ Montgomery on Instagram at PJM82 um, and then 
check out my podcasts as well the JLA cast which is coming out every two weeks next episode on Boxing Day where John Locke and I look at 90s comics um, Measure of a Fan comes back for its fourth season in January where myself, Matt Tro and Elliot Red discuss Star Trek Yay. awesome, awesome shows one and all from, from everyone here speaking of Elliot Red, I want to thank Elliot Red for the wonderful Safe Space theme tune that um, I just get a kick out of listening to every time and I look forward to hearing the slightly adapted one Elliot's been, Elliot's been an absolute star for doing that so thank you very much for that uh, thank you very much for tabletop audio for the background music that you hear during the game sessions I'm not really a DJ so I've just sort of moved through tracks normally but sometimes when I change the track the players go oh god it's gotten intense have you noticed the music change um Really that, adds to it. Yeah, that will be thanks to the wonderful ambient music of Tabletop Audio. Go follow them on Patreon and get like 10 minute. I mean, there's tabletopaudio.com as well, but there's also like 10 minute ambience. If you just play it in your home games, it's brilliant. That's what we've got in the background for this session tonight as well. So thank you very much to them. Uh, follow me on on the socials at Jester Diablo. Follow this show at safespacerpg.com. Like, subscribe, do all of that good stuff because it gets more people. To know about this show we hope you have enjoyed this look back on season one i feel like we've there's so much more we can talk about and there's so many secrets that they didn't manage to get out of me <laughs> but until we meet you again once again on the edges of space wherever we may be whatever nightmares we may face wherever you are in the world we hope you stay safe bye everyone bye Bye. <laughs> He's a pro. He's a prick. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you have to end. Yeah. <laughs>